0: Greedy with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. A new suitor on the table for Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets. It is Canty and Carlin in for Greedy today on ESPN Radio, on ESPN Plus, and on your smart speaker. We are presented by... Progressive Insurance, Christopher Arthur Canty. Good morning. I, I, I'm just amazed at
1: the different middle names that you come up with that,
0: that have nothing
1: to do with me. It's whatever nothing to do on any
0: particular morning. I like Arthur. And you actually th- know my middle name, which is appalling. It's nice that you think I remembered it. it is wow, a- <laughs> so disrespectful. I'll give you $5 if you can tell me my middle name. Thank you. Great point. Great <laughs> we have point. got so much to get, get to. Right there. We have got so much to get to today, including the five NFL questions that you're not paying attention to that you need to be paying attention to as we open up training camp this week. But yes, the story on everybody's mind is Kevin Durant.
2: Here we go. go, go. Only one
1: place to start 29 teams should be going after Kevin Durant. He's that great of a player.
2: Could bringing Kevin Durant and put us over the top, I think the answer is for the Celtics, yes. At what cost, what price for Boston? According to our Adrian Wojnarowski, overnight
0: the Boston Celtics and the Nets have really emerged, or the Celtics rather, rather have, as a team that the Nets may be dealing with when it comes to Kevin Durant, an interest level that is there, the Celtics have reportedly offered a package that would include Jalen Brown, uh, Derek White, and a draft pick. The Nets don't think that's enough. They're right. Chris, this is a situation where Woj has made it clear that they are not further along than anybody else is in trying to trade for Kevin Durant. But if you're the Celtics at this point, I understand where you have just been. Let's be clear. Kevin Durant and Jason Tatum together are going to win a championship. You have to go and make that happen.
1: Well, yeah, you absolutely have to explore it. And you're saying that the Celtics... Not explore, do it. Well, here's the thing. You're saying that the, the Brooklyn Nets don't think it's enough in terms of what the Celtics are willing to offer. And mm-hmm. my, my retort to that would be, well, what is the marketplace telling you the value of Kevin Durant is in terms of the return in a trade that you would get? I mean, think about the contenders that are fishing in the Kevin Durant pond. You're talking about the Phoenix Suns. DeAndre Ayton's not on the table because he just signed a qualifying offer with them. So that's gone. You look at the Miami Heat. What do you have to offer up? Tyler Hero? They can't trade for Bam out of because they've got Ben Simmons here under contract and that funky NBA rule where you can't have two of those guys on those max rookie extensions. So there's that. You look at the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, you could say that they would be interested in Scottie Barnes, but the Raptors aren't interested in offering Scottie Barnes. So when you start thinking about all of the different teams that are contenders, places that Kevin Durant would want to go play basketball, it seems like Boston makes the most sense just because Jalen Brown being a part of the return for the Brooklyn Nets
0: would by far represent the best player that the Nets could hope for in a return for KD. Listen, I I agree, but the problem is now – the Nets cannot afford to just take the offer. They, they can't afford to just take that offer. They apparently asked for Marcus Smart back along with Brown. Oh, no, no, and no, no, multiple you're draft not, picks. No, no. You're not getting that now. Why not? You're not, wait you're wait not a second. That. You're not we that. are talking about. You're One of the that. top three players in the game.
1: Yeah, you're also talking about a guy that's 34 years old
0: uh, when the season I've got him off. for four more years. Yeah, and, and that's great. Does anybody think he's great. not going to be great the next couple of years? No, I'm not, I'm
1: not saying that he's not going to be great, but do we think he, we can assign the same level of productivity that we've seen from LeBron James into his late 30s? I don't know that we can do that with Kevin Durant, especially a guy that's had the injury history that he has over the past two or three years. We can't do that. So I'm just simply saying, when you look at Jalen Brown as a player, you're talking about a guy that was on the cusp of being an all-NBA performer this uh-huh. season, a guy that showed up in a big way in the playoffs, especially in the NBA Finals when Jason Tatum was a no-show. That That is a quality piece that the Brooklyn Nets can then build around. Throwing in Derek White, throwing in... A draft, uh, a draft pick that could be something that the Brooklyn Nets have to consider, especially as this thing moves closer and closer to training
0: camp. Here's Woj on how the Celtics got involved from SportsCenter this morning.
2: Like everyone else, they called they called Brooklyn once it was revealed that Kevin Durant had asked for a trade back on June 30th, and you know I think like other teams who look at their makeup, where they are uh, in terms of their championship pursuit. And do we have the assets that might interest Brooklyn? And it could bring in Kevin Durant and put us over the top? I think the answers for the Celtics on all those questions are yes. But, of course, at what cost, what price uh, for Boston? Look, from a Celtics
0: standpoint, I get it. I I understand that you almost won a championship this year. Yes. And you don't think that you're all that far off if you stay status quo. Agreed. But look at what the Golden State Warriors did. They had won a championship, and they said, let's get better and let's go get Kevin Durant. Now, granted, that was free agency. Yes. But if you're the Celtics, you have to approach it the same way. And I'm sorry, Marcus Smart, along with Derek White, they've already addressed the point guard situation with Mar- Malcolm Brogdon and and first round picks and swaps that's not too much to uh, be putting on the table and and I would also ask this question Chris if you're getting any less than that there is the further discussion of where the nets are and the fact that you cannot afford to let Kevin Durant go just because he wants to get traded i, I can't i can't just let him go for nowhere near what his value is at that point. Then I have to examine what we're going to do to keep him here when I can't get anywhere close. Because to me, Jalen Brown and a pick and Derek White is not close enough.
1: Well, Colin, I've been one of the people to acknowledge that it feels like the Brooklyn Nets have all the leverage in this situation because KD's under contract for four more years. Yeah. Where, where are you going to go, bro? I got you on the contract for four more years. So the only thing that can turn that on its head is if Kevin Durant does something that nobody in NBA circles anticipates him doing, which is deciding that he's not going to play. If we get to training camp and KD says, I'm not showing up and I'm not playing, if he pulls a Ben Simmons, then all of a sudden the leverage that we thought the Brooklyn Nets has completely changes. And then you're talking about the trade market and the trade value of KD plummeting because teams around the NBA know you're desperate. So this is a delicate balance that the Brooklyn Nets have to walk, and this is why we're hearing Woj and others say that they would like to appease KD by trading him to one of his preferred destinations, which we're assuming
0: is a contending team. Well, he hasn't backed off any of requests, uh, his requests, according to Woj.
2: He has not backed off that trade request he made uh, going on four weeks now, and so certainly Brooklyn has continued to try to find trades for Durant Uh, But listen, in a perfect world, the Nets would love to keep Kevin Durant and pair him with Kyrie Irving uh, and and see what it all looks like with Ben Simmons next season. Uh, But Kevin Durant, that trade request remains in place. It's Canty and
0: Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. I'll also ask this question. Does Durant really want to go to Boston? Because look at who his best friend is, or at mm-hmm. least what the relationship has looked like it is in Kyrie Irving. What do you think Kyrie Irving would have to say to Kevin Durant about playing in Boston?
1: Well, I think it's different because Kyrie Irving was playing for Brad Stevens, and now you have a former player in Ime Adoka, who's the head coach for the Boston Celtics. So the guy that's in the locker room, that's I You think that's on the, the only reason that Kyrie I think that left? Cha- no, I'm just saying I think that changes things when, you're, when your head coach is a former player. It's a fraternity when it comes to professional sports. And mm-hmm. so Ime Adoka being a former player and, you know. And we also saw Durant go over, big
0: hug for him. Exactly, on the exa- next exactly. that that, that, that
1: matters in terms of being able to have the rapport with the players and being able to get a guy to buy in. So I do think that dynamic has changed with that organization. But one thing that has remained steadfast with the Celtics, they have strong leadership in that locker room. And when have we seen Kevin Durant thrive? when he's in an environment where they have strong leadership. That's a fair point. And so I love the idea of KD joining a team that has Malcolm Brogdon, that has Marcus Smart, that has Al Horford, that has Robert Williams. I think you're talking about a team that will represent the Eastern Conference in the NBA Finals and have a true shot at being able to be a title contender. If you're Durant, you should want to go to Boston. You should.
0: But if you're Durant— And you
1: also stay close to your businesses, Carlin. We know one of the reasons why KD came— to the tri-state area was to set up, shop, and have the boardroom and all of those other off-the-court interests, he'd have an opportunity but to be in proximity to those things here's as well. What,
0: here's what's going to get harder and harder to take, Chris. Hmm. If he acts like a petulant child and holds out because he's not going where he wants to go, I mean, how much worse can it get if you're Durant? you're You're not only screwing over your team to begin with, the team that you went to that has done everything that you wanted, but then you're going to double screw them by not letting them get anywhere near what you are worth – I mean, how much lower can we sink if you're Durant? Honestly. But, but, how much lower does... It, 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 we're just trying to make it as easy on ourselves as we can if you're Durant. That's just as bad as it can get in sports. I'm not disagreeing with anything that
1: you're saying, but can we really take it off the table given how Kevin no. Durant and Kyrie Irving no, have behaved the last few years since they got to Brooklyn?
0: No, I no, would, no it's appalling but that's the problem. You can't take it off the table. No, because you of can't. How and and here's the thing: Ben Simmons has already shown you
1: how to do it. Ben Simmons has already shown you how to do it. Not minimizing what Ben Simmons wow. is dealing with from a mental health standpoint, but if the stress of this situation creates a mental health situation that Kevin Durant can't deal with and can't process, oh, stop Then it. all of a sudden, Carlin, that's his
0: out. Yeah, I know it's that's his, that's out, his and out. It's garbage.
1: You it's- can say you can say it's garbage, but it's there. Carlin, it's there. And so it has to be acknowledged that it's a real thing, which is why Josiah and Sean Marks have to be very careful in terms of how they navigate this process. But Brooklyn coming in now serves the Brooklyn Nets in terms of being able to drum up more interest and see if you
0: can get the asking price from all of those other contenders to go up. I I called this one of the great gutless moves of all time. (sighs) This would not have any any comp- competition whatsoever if it continued to go in that direction. And that's what Durant decided to pull. And then if he takes a page out of the Ben Simmons playbook and pulls the, the mental health stuff too. And again, I've dealt with it. I'm not minimizing mental health situation. No. I think Ben Simmons was taking advantage of it in every way that he could. And I would, and if Durant does it, I, I just call you-know-what on it. I think it would be complete garbage. But, but, but can it get really any
1: worse for Kevin Durant in terms of his legacy, though? You're bringing that point up to say that his, his he doesn't seem to ca- he, he, he can't, he, His he, legacy can't get any worse in terms of he, taking a hit when it comes
0: to his sports character. No, and he doesn't care, and he tweeted. He, he doesn't care, and he tweeted a few weeks care. ago about what have you done to help your legacy today? I'll tell you what. What he has done to shoot a cannon through his own this offseason is remarkable. Absolutely remarkable, at
1: least to me. And we're saying that about, I guess, one of the top five offensive players the game has ever seen. Uh, it's that's crazy to be in this place, but that's where we are. I'd question the
0: character, though. The I would really character question is the, absolutely, absolutely question, yeah. awful. Yeah. Canty and Carlin in for Graney on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. We are just getting started. The Celtics. What is the appropriate level for them to go to in order to trade for Kevin Durant? Is it including Marcus Smart, multiple picks? Or if you're the Celtics, do you just stick with what you have offered based on what the market is? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, here to help you score big savings. To see how much you can save on auto insurance, visit progressive.com. Up next, there was a major, major shift in one of the great weapons in the game this offseason. But have the Chiefs actually made a much bigger mistake than trading away Tyreek Hill? Chris will tell you why they have and explain in just moments. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. In for Greeny. Greeny,
3: the podcast. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash today. That's Macy's.com slash
4: Splash! Shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
0: This is ESPN Radio's NFL Two-A-Days. The Kansas City Chiefs.
1: Well, in the AFC West, it's got to be the Kansas City Chiefs. I, I think they have the best quarterback in the division, and, and I get it. I know there's going to be a lot of skepticism now that Tyreek Hill is in Miami.
0: I think it's going to be different. I think they're going to be much more diverse, and Patrick Mahomes just has to play point guard.
2: That's what you're going to see at this offense this year. There's going to be everybody. It's not going to be one guy. I mean, obviously, Travis is going to still get a lot of completions, a lot of yards, but I think the whole receiving room um, is going to have big days, and I think that could be something that we can use to our advantage.
0: Tyreek Hill's gone, but somebody is still there. At least in spirit, I guess. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN <laughs> Radio in for Greeny. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. In seven minutes, Diana Rossini, our ESPN NFL reporter, will join us. She's got plenty on the Jets. She will be out there later this week, and we'll go around the league with her a little bit. But today's first two-a-day, is the, it is the Kansas City Chiefs. And Chris, Tyree Kill is gone. We all know this. They have to adjust, but... There's a bigger issue that you were talking about before the show that maybe not enough people are talking about right now when it comes to the success of the Kansas City Chiefs this year.
1: It has to be Orlando Brown, right? Their franchise player, their left tackle. They've got the tag on him, but, Colin, they missed the deadline to work out a long-term deal, and Orlando Brown did not sign the franchise tag which means he can't be fined for not being at training camp. And so you're wondering how long Andy Reid and Brett Veach are going to let this bleed into the preseason before they get something done. Because make no mistake about it, with no Tyreek Hill, with losing all of that production and breaking in a new receiving core, Pat Mahomes is going to have to have that offensive line hold up, give him good protection so he can find the right guys and get the football to him. So I'm worried about what this is going to look like. Because that's one of the sneaky big strengths of the Kansas City Chiefs. Last year, they were top three in terms of pressure rate allowed on passing plays while having the ninth longest snap to throw time at 2.8 seconds. Carlin, Pat Mahomes needs that offensive line to be whole in order to do what he does best. And without Orlando Brown, you're missing the most important
0: piece, the guy that protects his blindside. Which is what I don't understand why they couldn't get a deal done in trading for him in the first place. But just think about how important he is for a moment. Think about what has happened out in San, uh, San Diego, L- L.A. with the Chargers. Yep. They went out and more than short up their defensive line to go with Nick Bosa, in addition to adding Khalil Mack as a pass rusher. Yep. You have what has happened with Denver, who has a, a, a very good pass rush to begin with. And now you're talking about the Raiders are probably not quite as good as they have been. They're still very good, I think. But Can we talk about the Raiders' pass rush? Yeah. This is what I'm talking about. Like, Ooh, it, it's pretty good. I mean, it's pretty is good. Is it as good as it was last year?
1: It's better. What are you talking you about? So? The Raiders? Are you kidding me? The Raiders' pass rush? Here's the point. Yeah, I'll swap out Yannick Ngakwe for Chandler Jones any day. That's true. Uh, I'll take that deal any day. Are you kidding me? I was thinking more of the Ngakwe loss.
0: Chandler Jones and Max Crosby getting after it? Crosby I knew about. (laughs) about I was thinking about the Ngakwe departure more than I was factoring in the Jones addition. So with all of that, that's six games in your division. Six games in your division where you are going to be having your quarterback get terrorized and you're going to mess around. With Orlando Brown, what yeah. what am I missing here with the Chiefs? I don't think you're missing anything. What is and the strategy? And, and here's the deal:
1: the beauty of Orlando Brown is that you can have a suspect right tackle, which is what the Kansas City Chiefs are bringing to the party. Whether you're talking about Lucas Niang or Jerron Christian or um, what is it, Andrew Wiley, any of those guys, you can have those guys out there and you can slide the protection, you can turn the protection that way with Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith giving them help because you have Orlando Brown on the other side who can hold up in one-on-one pass pro. We don't have Orlando Brown and you have a suspect right tackle, all of a sudden you've got problems with your protection schemes. And so that's why I think this is such a big deal for them to get this done. But, Carlin, you made the biggest point. Why the hell did Kansas City not do the deal why, when they immediately traded for Orlando Brown from the Baltimore Ravens. Why, why didn't you do the deal? Colin, do you know what they gave up for Orlando Brown? They gave up a first round pick. They gave up a third round pick. They gave up a fourth round pick. They gave up a fifth round pick. What? They traded a draft. Why, why would you <laughs> not have a deal in place when you're trading that much draft capital for a guy? Haven't we learned the lesson that the Texans did from Laramie Tunzel? You would think so. Haven't you learned from what the Seattle Seahawks did with Jamal Adams? When you trade that kind of draft capital for a guy, all of a sudden that player has leverage on your franchise when it comes to contract negotiations. So the best thing you can do for your team, if you're going to fork over that kind of haul, is to get a deal in place right then and there, rather than to wait and create the situation that the Chiefs are now in where they
0: don't know when they're going to get their left tackle back to work. The other question I have is simply this. When it comes to Tyreek Hill, are the Chiefs taking – for granted the quarterback's ability to make everybody else so much better at wide receiver. I feel like they are a little bit. Mm. I, I I feel like the Chiefs almost didn't appreciate what they had somewhat in Tyreek Hill as a player. They his his just pure athleticism, dynamic effect on a game They have a couple of guys who can do something similar, but Juju Smith-Schuster is not Tyreek Hill. He is not. And I think they are absolutely going to miss that in a big, big way. Marquez Valdez-Scanling is a nice player. Mm -hmm. He's not anywhere near what Tyreek Hill is. Chris, they're missing a pure game-breaker to me right now. Well, Travis Kelsey is still a game-breaker. But a game-breaker receiver, about, well, and Travis well, Kelsey well, is pretty far down the line right well, now. Well, here,
1: here's, what I'll, here's what I will say. I'm talking about t- wide receivers. In specific. terms of having a vertical speed element in your offense, you do have that in Miko Hardman. Hardman. Yeah. And you do have that in MVS, who is a very good down-the-field pass catcher. Are either
0: of those guys Tyreek Hill? They're
1: not, but here's what I will say. The quality of the receiving core actually took an uptick to me. Because although mm. you're losing a game-breaker in Tyreek Hill, think about this. I mean, you you. There's no argument that MVS is a better receiver than your guy uh, Demarcus Robinson. Sure. There's no argument that Juju Smith-Schuster is a better receiver than Byron Pringle. Of course. Those aren't arguments. And so Sky Moore, look at what what he could potentially be as a second round well, pick. Well, we'll see. Does Kansas City Chiefs feel like this guy had the best hands in the draft of but any receiver. But I'm still receiver. removing the probably I'm, I'm, a top I'm, I'm, two to three I'm, I'm, game
0: breaker in the league.
1: I'm not, I'm not dismissing that, but in terms of the overall depth and the quality of that depth in your receiver room, it's better than what it was a year ago. You were very top-heavy in Tyreek Hill in terms of your targets and your production from the wide receiver position. This is going to give Pat Mahomes an opportunity to spray the ball around a few. Are the Chiefs one in the division? Yeah, I'm picking the Kansas City Chiefs to win the division until otherwise notified. They've won six straight
0: AFC West titles. They have. I'm not going to bet against Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes. I will this year. Okay. Because the division has gotten that much better. Can you answer
1: this question for me before you go transition? Why would you want to be the first one to that party to pick against Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid? Because I'm different. Why do you want to be first?
0: Because I'm different. Okay. Yeah, All right. that's all. And listen, my point is simply, I think everybody else has really raised their level to much closer to the Chiefs. And I think the Chiefs are... Not quite as good as they were last year. Oh so man! I just everybody think that wants. To, everybody closed. wants to disrespect the team.
1: I'm not disrespecting them. I, re- I remember them by hearing saying, in the first half of last season,
0: I was just like, like, "All right, they'll figure it out." You're unbelievable. And they did figure it out. Not running your business on NetSuite is like trying to sink a putt with a cap pulled over your eyes. NetSuite by Oracle is the number one cloud financial system, giving you visibility and control of your financials, inventory, budgeting, and more, all in one place. Ninety. 3% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 29,000 businesses already use NetSuite. Head to netsuite.com/greeny for a special one-of-a-kind financing offer netsuite.com/greeny.
2: They've had no success in having a franchise quarterback so they are betting on Kyla Murray.
5: The Cardinals have agreed with quarterback Kyler Murray on an extension running through 2028
2: because they don't have a better option at the quarterback position.
0: Big news last week with the signing of Kyler Murray. We'll get to that and more with Diana Rossini, ESPN, NFL Insider, and. Our personal life decision consultant who joins. Life coach. And, yes. Life, life coach. Life, life coach. coach. You're, you're the life, life coach. Life coach. Yeah. That's what you are right now. Diana joins us uh, on the phone right now. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny. We'll get to some coaching in just a few minutes. Diana, let's just start with where our discussion was here a moment ago. A- am I that out of line for even suggesting that maybe the gap has closed between the Chiefs and everybody else in the AFC West?
5: I'm so glad you asked me because I was listening and and I I thought we were going to switch topics because I was getting a little annoyed with you, which I don't usually, right? Because I I, I really like you, but I don't agree with you on this. Um, You know, I think the best example of when we saw the Chiefs, let's just call them at their worst since the Patrick Mahomes days, was actually probably in the Super Bowl, right? Because that offensive line was absolute garbage and we saw what happened when they struggled and they weren't able to protect. And as great as Patrick Mahomes is, it, it, he's, the whole offense was revealed there, and, and they struggled. And he tried to do it and he tried to put it on his own shoulders, and then in the end they, of course, lost to the Tampa Bay Bucks. So I think that was their worst scenario in terms of how they looked. In terms of my concerns for what his weapons will be now without Tyreek Hill. Uh, I, I've actually had some really good conversations over the last like two weeks or so with some Chiefs players on offense. Uh, because I've had some questions is how do you make up for Tyreek Hill's skills? You know, we kinda quickly just paint and be like, Oh, you know, Tyreek Hill's great, but he's no longer there. No, 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 no. You need to go back and look at the film and you see some of the things that he does and creates you know, we talk security, but there's a million things that, that a million different ways we could describe what Tyreek Hill does for Patrick Mahomes. So, what do you do now? Uh, you know, and the thought here is just that they may look slightly different, but I don't sense concern at all. You know, do I think Hardman's going to be able to make up for that speed? No way. No way. But is his role going to change? Absolutely. He is going to be uh, used in this offense way more than what we've seen in the past. Um, obviously Travis Kelsey. We, we can go through the whole lineup on the roster of who can help. But the overall confidence I have in Andy Reed and Patrick Mahomes is still steady from what it was with or without Tyreek Yeah,
1: D- Diana, let me ask you this. How much confidence do you have in Brett Veach that he's going to be able to get Orlando Brown to come back to work?
5: Oh, my gosh. That, 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 that'll be fine. That'll be fine. It'll get worked out. Uh, that is key. That really is. That was one of those stories. It it, it broke on a Thursday afternoon and we, we touched on it quickly, but then when you started to really go through what he was looking for, the amount of money, we obviously know he has switched sides on the line. He wants to be paid on, you know, as a left tackle. There's a million things that we can get into in terms of the details, but my confidence that Vich will get it done is there. They will work something out. And and again, talking to the Chiefs this last few weeks, like, I don't. I, I'm not getting a feeling of panic or concern that this isn't going to work out. No way,
1: Diana. What does that deal look like? Just out of curiosity.
5: Yeah, I, I don't know. They haven't hammered out the numbers. I'll, all the only thing that they told me from both sides that they both shared, which you know, no secret, is is that he wants to be the highest paid player at that position. Mm. Uh, you know, so and, and you and you understand why and. and what he's been able to do and how he's been able to relearn it or not relearn it, but learn a different position. It's just really got to come down to if they can figure out the numbers and, and agree to this. And, you know, remember, he hasn't signed the franchise tag and the, the thing that works against the Chiefs here is he doesn't get penalized if he doesn't show up for camp for games uh, because he didn't he never signed the tag. So he can just not show up. But uh, I, again, I, I think come, Mid-August, we're going to be having a conversation of, uh, remember back in July when we were worried about Orlando? Uh, Yeah, no concern. So um, I think they'll bang it out and and, and they'll come to an agreement on it because they know they need him. They need him. And and, and that's no mystery.
1: Just for context, the highest paid left tackles in the football, according to average annual value, Trent Williams at $23 million Mm -hmm. a year and David Bakhtiari. That's a whole lot of cash that the Chiefs are going to
0: have to fork over. But it's hard to argue that it's not worth it. Oh, no doubt. Uh, Yeah, he absolutely is. It's ESPN NFL insider Diana Rossini joining Canty and Carlin in for Grinny on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. We heard the news that came out late last week, too, about the Kyler Murray extension. Put that in context, Diana, in terms of Lamar Jackson, in terms of everybody else that we're seeing, and your thoughts when you saw what the numbers
2: looked like for that extension.
5: So I never had any concern over that deal getting done. Let's just start there. Uh, It's interesting, right, because whenever I've spoken to you guys or been on other shows with Greeny, we're always harping on Lamar because it it feels a little bit more bizarre there, right, because he doesn't have an agent, because not a lot of information has leaked out. Yet if you really dig on it, the Kyler Murray and Arizona Cardinals situation was actually a lot more drama. Right. And it it seemed like it had potential to get real sloppy with the agent releasing that memo, which, you know, I had so much fun talking to him about it right after he released it and made it public. I'm like, are you I don't know anything about being an agent, but this seems really stupid. You know, (laughs) why would you air out? You know, he's a great Eric Burkhart's a great guy. And he's like, you know, I, I don't really think I spoke much on that conversation. I actually am sitting in the same seat I sat in when I called him that morning. And he spoke for like 45 minutes as to why Kyler Murray was the franchise, why he's the face, why he's the future, what he's done to turn that team around. And, and you know, I had a bunch of stats in front of me, and I remember I wanted to push back on him. Not not to debate, but basically just say, hey, look, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Let's pretend I'm Arizona here. You know, there hasn't been significant improvement. The only thing that Kyler has, not only thing, but the, the, his strength is, you know, explosive plays. And he's like, yeah, that's all we need, because that's what the NFL is now. And, and, you know, he made a lot of um, really smart points. That being said, he releases this memo. And Arizona kept telling, you know, most of the insiders at ESPN the same thing, which is, it, it, it'll get done. It'll get done. We'll figure this out. There wasn't a lot of um, shadiness or, yeah, no, maybe, maybe we're better off with that. Arizona always knew he was the guy. It was just have some patience. Most deals get done in July with quarterbacks that are that are trying to get that extension in that year. So and that's exactly what happened. It all played out. So when I saw the numbers, I wasn't I wasn't shocked. Um, I thought, you know, he deserves it. It's great. Now, obviously, my second thought after I got over the news was, all right, Lamar, right? What does this do for Lamar? Because it was interesting to see that the guarantee money was different than what we saw with Deshaun Watson, because I think a lot of us have figured, and even from having conversations with GMs over the last few months since the owners' meeting, you know, most organizations were prepared to have to match that Deshaun Watson number. And this is why there's been so much um, drama. And, you know, a lot of people are annoyed with the Browns, and annoyed is putting it lightly that they gave Watson that deal. But I think this was a good starting point for Lamar to go in there and say, here's my starting number, starting number. And he's going to probably wind up getting a a little less per year than Aaron Rodgers and more than Kyler. All
0: right, Diana, uh, I was on vacation last week, and uh, what's become uh, apparent is I need a skincare routine because, uh, (laughs) you know, as a fully 100% uh, Irish guy, it goes from white to beet red. There is no in-between. And I've got not just sunburn. It wasn't a lot of sunburn. I've got dry skin i'm reaching an age where i probably need to start paying attention to this what am i doing here what am i thinking about i've got the bald head to factor in as well that's a whole lot of surface area to cover where do i need to be doing here
5: i need to preface this um with i think you are a beautiful person inside and outside but- so now get ready for the smackdown <laughs> um you do have very light skin i and you've seen me many of times i have italian mediterranean olive skin so yes. i haven't had a deal i don't know what the life of pal is i don't i don't really <laughs> understand it I don't Associate it. i feel bad for those that have to live with pal but look god god painted you that way and that's the way you look so mm-hmm. we have we do have to help you because there is nothing worse than red-faced man right? Just the, yeah. the guy that's walking down the street and he just looks like he ran five miles, but he just walked out of his car that was air conditioned, right? But it's not your fault. It's just your skin is so light. So it's like you saw uh, me this morning. Because <laughs> uh, I, under- I, I, I see your people all the time. Yeah. So my advice to you is one, the key to everything, and I learned this from JLo, hydrate, 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 which everyone says it, but You know, look at Tom Brady. He carries around a 100-gallon jug, essentially, and just drinks it all day long. It's insane. That's why he's got beautiful skin. So let's start with the hydration. I don't imagine you being an exfoliator. You probably don't even know what that word means. But I'm going to leave some on your desk or at least send some over to your home. And it's just something that you can use in the shower. Right after you rinse, you just scrub it. And what it does, it gets all that dead skin off. So it gets all that red and buildup. Mm-hmm. And then you just need to moisturize and use sunscreen. And then, I mean, you're going to look like Canty by the end of the summer. You're going to have a beautiful, <laughs> deep, dark tan, and we're not going to be able to tell you guys apart.
0: Do they did they sell the exfoliator by the gallon? <laughs> <laughs> no,
5: they can just no. They they just put in like a big gasoline tank for you and just spray it all over your face. You don't need it that. It's not that bad. But I do think the hydration thing is key for all of us.
0: Thank you, Diana. We appreciate it.
5: It's like my. Second job I have here with this life advice. People, I, was, I was down in Seattle City, New Jersey. I was standing right by the water. And I just had my son just, you know, trying to teach him how to, like, not be so afraid of the ocean. Uh, and this guy came up to me, and, and we started to talk football a little bit. And then he got into life advice, and I started laughing. I was like, oh, that's that's great. standing next to me. He's that's like, why are people asking you? So, yeah, so we'll continue this all season long. I can't wait, guys.
0: I love it. Diana Rossini, ESPN NFL reporter, joining us with the guidance that we all need. It's Canty and Carlin in Fort Greeney on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. On the way... Yeah, Kyler Murray got paid. Was it good for him? And was it good for the Cardinals? We'll explain what we mean by that in just moments. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Greeny,
4: the podcast.
3: But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
0: ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, in for Greeny. Humble as always, Mel in Queens. Mel, you're on ESPN Radio. What's up, bud? Hey, what's going on? Um, you know, I'm always enjoying the show. Uh, I wanted to talk about the Celtics and Kevin Durant. If
2: I'm the if, if I'm the Celtics, I'm not on.
0: Um, I, I, I don't really need Kevin Durant now. If you want to say that, you know, Jalen Brown, White, and the draft pick, if they'll go for that, that's the best
2: that I would do for them. Now, if I'm the, the Brooklyn Nets, of course I'll take. Of course
3: I'll take that deal. But um, the issue, one thing that you guys said I don't agree with, we're in a new day and age now. And people don't care that players leave teams. Like Maybe the media does. They try to paint that. But people don't care no more because we understand it's a business. Owners trade players. They release players. They
2: waive players. They make promises. That they don't keep it. So if a is unhappy – they could do the same thing that owner do, just like De, um, DeRozan. Well, listen, he went, we can, he with no, no, hang on a second. Uh-huh.
0: Though. This is a little bit okay. different, though, than when we're talking about, like, player uh, empowerment to me. Yeah. This, I, is ba- this is going back on an agreement. Yeah, I don't have a problem with
1: players exercising their agency and putting themselves in Absolutely. the best position that they possibly can or what they think the best situation will be. But the issue with Kevin Durant is he created this dynamic with the Brooklyn Nets. The organization essentially turned over control to him and Kyrie Irving three years ago. They picked their own coach. They fired Kenny Atkinson, a coach that had taken the Brooklyn Nets to the playoffs with D'Angelo Russell and a cast of Who's Who. They got rid of him. They paid those guys their money. They gave Kevin Durant a four-year contract extension at the beginning of this year. At every single turn, the organization has acquiesced to whatever KD and Kyrie wanted until the organization couldn't depend on Kyrie to be there when they needed him. And they drew that line in the sand. Sean Marks issued the ultimatum a couple of months ago. And that's where all hell broke loose in Brooklyn. And that's why this team has fallen so far short of expectations. For Kevin Durant to make this bed and then want to bail rather than lay in it, that's the problem that we have. And that's an indictment on his sports character. We're not saying that he's not a great all-time player, but in terms of the sports character that he exhibited, it leaves a lot to be desired.
0: Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN radio and see it with the video on ESPN plus also catch Greeny on get up weekday mornings at eight on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.
4: 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify?